It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. I guess there's a problem sometimes on farms of incest. They're trying this thing out on farms. Facial recognition on the goats. So there's a bunch of cameras around the barn. Yeah. It'll scan all the faces of the goats all of the time. And if it finds two goats who are family members (laughs) are trying to do the deed. They get a little notification on an app saying, you got to get in there and stop this. Get in the barn. (laughs) There's incest amongst the goats. Any singles in the area know how hard it is to date around here. Yeah, you're on Tinder and here on County and you're swiping. You're like cousin, left swipe, cousin, left swipe, cousin. Half of the people you're going through are your cousins. There should be some kind of notification for the ones you're unsure about. Just something that pops up saying, this could be your cousin. You're on county filter on Tinder. You have a very similar nose. (laughs) This person has similar (laughs) eyebrows to you. They could be related. Before you hook up, go to Ancestry.com. Do a 23andMe before you get on Tinder. So starting January 1st, all Huron County libraries will no longer charge fines on overdue materials. Oh, this is good news. It's funny you mentioned this because just yesterday I was saying to my wife, oh, I'd like to go back to the library. Just what? get some books because I, I, I'm getting so sick of looking at social media. You know what I mean? I want to read like a whole story. But then I said to myself, I think I have a bit of a fine. It's weird because it's probably only two bucks. But for some reason, the knowing you have a fine is just enough of a deterrent. For you not to go. It's ridiculous. Well, that's part of the reason they instituted this. So we got a news release from the county library board, and they were saying that roughly a thousand people probably aren't accessing the library right now because of things like fines. Yeah, because you kind of forget how much it is, and you're like, oh, what if it's like has interest now at 40 bucks or something. I don't know if I can afford that. Compounded over 10 years. <laughs> I, I owe the library $20,000. I don't think they do interest, do they? I don't think they do. But they will still be charging if you lose or damage materials. You still have to pay for that. But if you drop off something late, starting on January 1st, no longer be fined for it. Oh, good. So you can walk cool in with thing. your head high instead of like using the book shoot because you're too embarrassed to walk in. Take it right to the yeah. counter. You take it right to the counter. Your head held high and say, I'm sorry, these are a little bit late. You should still hang your head if you're bringing it late. Well, I don't know about head held high. Yeah. Sometimes you're just a couple days late, though. So you know how when you go places, you'll sometimes see funny signs like, please do not feed chili to the doves. Don't brush your teeth in the pool. Like, yeah, what? I'm like, what? Okay. Why does that sign exist? Who is doing that? Such a sign exists because of our own Matt Hussey at a library in our listening area. This was so embarrassing knowing that you're the cause for the sign. You were taking out some books for your kids and you inspired a sign at a library. Can we? Kincartan. It was in Kincartan. Yeah, I was at, I was at the library and uh, I thought it would be exciting to get kids in the mood for Christmas. This was maybe like late November. And so I went to the kids' section. I love reading the kids' children's books. It was one of my favorite things to do as a dad. Always read them to sleep. And and I took out like 20 Christmas books. Little did I know is that I, I took all of the Christmas books. There was none left for any other kids. I didn't realize this. I so, just thought, well, this will be fun. Other I'm, parents are coming in. Excuse me, where are your Christmas books? I remember them kind of looking at me funny when I did this. <laughs> When I brought them back, oh, this is what happened to all the Christmas oh, books. Oh, you're back. But then I went into the children's book section, and there was a bunch of signs up that said, only three 
Christmas books per family. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm reason for the sign. I'm that idiot that had them have to make a sign. And when I think back, like that wasn't sensitive. I just wasn't even thinking. I was just thinking of being a good dad for my kids. Is that why King Carden turned out the way it did? Yeah, you ruined Christmas for all those kids. They ended up damaged and they grew up to be adults who live yeah, in King Carden I think now. that's maybe what happened. That explains King They Carden. didn't get that Christmas cheer that year. No, they didn't. And it ruined Christmas forever. Messed up the timeline. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go back to the future. Return those Christmas books. <laughs> yes. Down the road in St. Mary's. Oh, St. Mary's. The 83-year-old woman, she got a phone call from her grandson, said, Grandma, I'm in jail in Toronto. I need you to send me over $10,000. But you don't sound like my grandson. Grandma, I'm in jail. Of course I don't sound like it. The acoustics. So Grandma went down to the BMO in downtown St. Mary's, and she said, I need to pull out $10,000. Red flag right there. And the clerk, smart clerk, said, can I ask what this is for? So the grandma said... And the clerk pointed out, you know what, I think, ma'am, you're, this is a popular scam among senior citizens. Maybe we should get the police involved. And they did. And they found out, yes, absolutely a scam. The wow. lady got to keep her $10,000. And you know how far a dollar goes now. And the police got involved and they're investigating. This is pretty cool. I'm glad she was saved from that. I think that's why they're called tellers. Is it? They'll tell, it, they'll tell it like it is. Tellers or... Are the tell hims too? Are the tell uh, tell thems? Tell them. You want to be yeah. inclusive. They're gotta te- be tell thems. Yeah. This happened at a Tim Hortons in the Granby, Quebec area. People were going to the Tim Hortons and they noticed there was something loitering in the parking lot. A flamingo. What an unexpected sight in the winter in a Tim Hortons parking lot. I was going to say they're not native to North America. No. But apparently for. Unknown reasons, it escaped and flew away from its group at the Granby Zoo. Oh, it was at the nearby zoo. Flew out, maybe in search of those new Tim Beebs. I don't know. It was looking for something at the Tim Hortons. It was looking for a hash brown. Where's the Tim Beebs? <laughs> I like oh. that the flamingo has a Canadian accent in your head. Where are the Tim Beebs? Yeah. I wanted it with my double-double. Do you have anything with shrimp in it? Shrimp? That's what they eat, shrimp. Is that true? That's why they're pink. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Flamingos that don't eat shrimp aren't pink. Fun fact. I think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You made that up, didn't you? No, Google it after. Okay, I will. But this reminded me of something that happened in King Carden. There used to be a turkey that was a regular at the LCBO. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I first moved to Huron County, somebody showed me a photo of this turkey. This wild turkey would always hang out outside the LCBO. And I get, was it Tom the turkey? Tom the turkey, we called him. Everybody knew this turkey. He was always after your whiskey. (laughs) Which is a totally (laughs) rural thing, right? Over in Quebec, in the city in Quebec, they're going to Tim Hortons, but the wild birds here, they're going to the LCBO. Uh, Such a Bruce County thing. Going to get some gray goose. Yeah. What's that other one? Is it wild turkey? Some other... Other bird-related liquor I can't think of right now. In the country, they drink liquor. Over in French Quebec. Yeah. Double doubles. A couple minutes ago, we were talking about this flamingo that was outside a Tim Hortons in Quebec. And it turns out it belonged to a nearby zoo. Matt made a comment about they didn't sell shrimp or something at Tim Hortons. Yeah, I said he was probably looking for an item with shrimp in it. I didn't I- realize flamingos ate shrimp. Yeah, they eat like this brine shrimp, and that's the reason that they're pink. And you were kind of like looking at me like I was spewing some BS. And if you listen to our show, you know that Fatty likes to be right. He's stubborn. (laughs) 
And so this was a glo- <laughs> this was a glorious thing that happened. Bella calls. We get a call from Bella. I didn't ask her age or what school she went to, but she was listening and she said, uh, yeah, they eat this special shrimp and the shrimp makes them pink. The shrimp is pink and it makes their feathers pink. Yeah. Yeah. And then I asked Bella, where'd you learn that, Bella? And she said, from books and stuff. Eh, from books and stuff. Like, yeah, you know. I read, dummy. Unlike Thanks. you. Thanks, Bella, for being on Team Matt and setting the record straight. Bella didn't call me dummy. Those are my words. But, That's just uh, me projecting. But Bella, thank you very much for calling. I don't. If you teach Bella, maybe you're a teacher. You have Bella in your class. She's mm-hmm. going places. Thanks, Bella. Bella, you have a exciting career ahead of you as an encyclopedia. I don't know. And thanks for knocking Fatty down a couple notches. He needs, for, he needs that every now and then. Fatty needs to be humbled every once yes. in a while. So thank you, Bella. People drink a lot of beer, which means that there's a lot of waste revolving around beer. Yeah, especially if you're buying a six-pack. You get yeah. that plastic ring. You always got to cut it up before you throw it in the trash. Yeah, they got the rings on there. Sometimes they're like shrink-wrapped in plastic. And then you put it in a bag on top of that. There's a lot of waste. So Labatt Breweries of Canada, they're London and Montreal setups. They're putting $100 million in to create some new packaging where they'll use like a recyclable paper product to hold the beer together. Instead of like those plastic rings that always get caught on like turtles' necks and stuff. That's so a, sad. That's the video we always see. We you always see, see that. The, the turtles, the ducks. Well, it's just terrible, these plastic rings. So it's good to see they're getting rid of those. I've seen seagulls with those around their necks. Mm. The seagulls don't want the jewelry. Sorry. <laughs> hey, did you ask the seagulls what they wanted? Well, maybe they think it looks nice, but it's not good. It's not them. good for their health. No. That's cool. So if you drink Labatt, you can now get, uh, it'll be paper six-pack holders yes in the future at some point it's still bad beer but it's greener yeah they haven't improved the recipe the beer is still terrible Mm. and it got matt and i thinking hey if you really want to be green conscious with your beer just buy local beer well that's the thing to do you live in the Blythe area you go to cowbell the beer is produced there the beer is sold there it doesn't leave the building it just goes in your car and goes home with you i suppose the greenest thing you could possibly do is go into cowbell and ask if you can just put your mouth right under the tap. They'll let you do right. it. You know what I mean? Then you're, For a fee. Then you're not even wasting money on water with the dishwashing and the cup washing of the cups or anything. Look at you, buddy. Just go in there and say, I'm environmentally friendly. I'd like to just put my mouth under the taps. Matthew Hussey, the drunk of the future. It's probably not COVID friendly, but environmentally friendly. Yeah. So I have some friends who like to do some traveling, usually Las Vegas and Los Angeles, and they like to go to concerts because those places have concerts. The Staples Center in Los Angeles, it's been the Staples Center for 22 years. It's going to be changing to the Crypto.com Arena. Effective Christmas. That's kind of wordy. Crypto.com Arena. You see this all the time. Sarnia, for example, they've got the Progressive Auto Sales Arena. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite one is out of Victoria, BC. It's the Save on Foods Arena. There's a grocery store oh. called Save on Foods. <laughs> what? Save on Foods Arena. How could they afford an arena? I don't know. They got the money for it. But these name changes never work anyway. Like they're going to be calling it the Crypto in no time. We're your live with Crypto. You. I still call the one in Toronto the Sky Dome. Everybody calls. I it still the Sky call Dome. Patty O'Neill's the Duke. It got Matt and I thinking. I mean. Maybe there's a couple Huron County arenas could use a name change. Great arenas, modern facilities. The names don't really roll off the tongue. It's Huron County. We have some arenas that don't have the best names in the world, for example. They're fine, but like the North Huron Westcast Community Center, it's kind of wordy. Why don't we just call it the building next to the KFC? 
it does so much in one name. And then everyone knows exactly where it is. It's hard to find. The name of the building and you know where it is. In Clinton, instead of the Clinton Arena and Community Center, again, doesn't roll off the tongue, could be the Radar Dome, like like the Thunder Dome, or the building behind Gateway Casinos does the same thing as the building next to KFC. (laughs) Or the one in Bayfield, the Bayfield Community Center and Arena. It could be called the place with no ice. Oh. Bring back the ice. Bring back the ice. <laughs> the Bring Back the Ice Center. In Exeter, South Huron Rec Center. Perfectly good arena. The name mm. could be renamed what most people call it. The, excuse me, where's the Dairy Queen Center? Now, I'm the type of person, I've never really made a scene anywhere. Have you ever made a scene like in a store or as you were leaving a job you just got fired from? I've never really had this happen, but I love watching these scenes. Is that bad? Nice when those YouTube videos, TikTok videos surface of people quitting their jobs miraculously. I mean, I can't stop watching those Karen videos. They go into the store and they make a scene. This gentleman got fired from a radio station in Erie, Pennsylvania. He was the program director. They got police uh, in the building to escort him out of the building. And boy, did he leave the building. The company and radio station he worked for was... Classy 100, Ooh. 104.3, the vibe. And, oh, he sure created a vibe that was not classy. This guy was vibing. Oh, police were called to escort him from the building because he was being so miserable. And so he's heading out of the building, verbally harassing everybody. Then he gets into his... <laughs> hey, F you, F you, you're cool, F you. I'm out of here. Your stories are boring, by the way, Brenda. <laughs> Stop talking, Deborah. You're wasting everybody's time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The vibe. You're listening to The Vibe. You're listening to 104.3 The Vibe. Turn all the mics off quick. <laughs> so, uh, Okay, so he's, gets, he's leaving. He's yelling at people. Gets into his car. Then he starts banging up all the cars in the parking lot. Oof. While the state troopers are watching, they've arrived at this point. Then he flees the scene in his vehicle, and there's this high-speed chase for several kilometers. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> and the, the list of charges I'm not even going to read because we don't have time on the radio to read them. Yeah, it's a big list. So he went out with a bang, needless to say. Oh, man. Wow. Obviously, that's wrong, but we've all wanted to do You, We see people <laughs> doing that. He's like, oh, my God, that, that must feel so good. It's going to suck when he's in jail and he's in front of a judge yeah. being charged with all this stuff. But, man, in that moment, that guy probably felt better than he'll ever feel the rest of his life. Maybe so. I generally don't like confrontation, but I, I sure like to watch it. I don't have a similar story, but uh, I've, and I don't want to name, I don't want to be too specific, but I worked for this baseball team a little while ago. Oh, they, yeah. They went out of business. And... My direct manager, uh, he ended up not getting paid. He was really mad at the company. So he told all of us, I was an intern, so I wasn't getting paid to begin with. But he told all of the interns, he's like, hey, nobody's getting paid with this company. You, Everybody can go into the merch closet. You get five minutes and you take whatever you can carry. He got you guys to do his revenge? We, we weren't taking it for him. He's like, you guys just take whatever you want. So I still have like a few hoodies I wear regularly, a couple t-shirts, and I stole the two-way rate, the walkie-talkies. Oh my god! Got a really nice walkie-talkie system. Is that why the police for are free? Is that why the police are? Oh, the OPP are rolling up now. Apparently, stealing's a crime now. Well, Florida woman. She was in a hospital in Maine, and she had COVID nineteen, and so she was on a ventilator, on life support, and for four weeks or or more in a coma, and so naturally. 
the, the family started making end-of-life arrangements. They got a call from the doctor while they were picking out the headstone and the casket saying, hey, she just woke up. She's fine. And, and this was also the day that they were going to basically pull the plug. On the same day, this miraculous thing happened. But now the family, I'm assuming, is kind of embarrassed because they just assumed she would die. So they got rid of all her sentimental family items. Including her house. Apartment in Florida. They sold her place. They sold her place. Imagine waking up. <laughs> you don't have any of your stuff. Can't wait to get back home. Can't wait to just sleep in my own bed. Uh, what? Mom? <laughs> so it's a happy story, but how awkward would that be? You think that comes up now? Probably and in every gonna, gathering. Is she... Well, whose house does she sleep at? Which child does she pick yeah. to live with at this point? I don't know. Like, I'm sorry I have to sleep in a cot in your bedroom. I would have liked to have slept in my own bed, but somebody sold it. I guess we're having Christmas at your house, Brenda. We would have had it at mine, but somebody sold it. I don't have a house. <laughs> you left me for dead. You know what I do have? A pulse. Oh, yeah. You'd never live that one down. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think pizza delivery people here in Godrich and surrounding area have a pretty easy time. It's pretty straightforward. You go to the door. Most of them have prepaid anyways if they went to Domino's. You don't even have to collect the money. You can order on the app. Yeah, it's awesome. But not in Winnipeg. Police say a man was delivering some pizza. Next thing you know, some other man starts wielding an axe at him saying, give me the pizza. Give me the pizza. No, I have an axe. Yeah. Threaten him with an axe. Got the pizza. It worked. <laughs> yeah, the delivery driver's <laughs> making a minimum wage driving oh, pizza around. He's not going to sacrifice his life for a couple pepperonis. I wonder if he tipped him. Do you think the axe-wielding guy tipped him at least? Uh, here's $5 uh, for uh, your uh, trouble. Thanks. I don't think the axe guy would have tipped, but it would be nice if he did. Yeah, it would be nice. It would. I feel like if he was in front of a jury of his peers in court, in all these details, it's like you attack this pizza man with an axe, this pizza guy has a family... But if the axe wheeling guy tipped, yeah. I think the jury, it might be a hung jury. They might not have a guilty conviction. Yeah, it'd be like, but I tipped him. And they're like, oh, oh I tipped him. Yeah. Yeah. Tough economy. Tough, yeah. 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 Not guilty, your honor. There you go. Make sure you tip your pizza delivery person. And hey, it's a tough economy. We got this news release from the Huron County OPP. So they got a call from somebody in Dungannon who said, hey, somebody's trying to break into my shed, take my ATV. And police responded to the scene. And according to police, the property owners were able to detain the suspect until they arrived. No word what that means. If they cuffed him to the fence, if they locked him in the shed, I don't know what happened. But person was detained. Duct tape his mouth and hands. <laughs> We'd have put him in a gimp suit and uh, string him up. I don't know. Did there, was there more than one person that detained the it, person? Uh, I'm not sure. Property know. owner. So, yeah, maybe there's a couple of I, them. I'm... If this happened to me, I'm not doing this by myself. First of all, I don't know what the person looks like. Son, Chan take this golf club and go approach the stranger in the living room. Chances are I'll get in the garage or wherever they are, and the rock is in there or something, like someone that size. And then you're like, oh, I picked a bad fight. You think, do you think too someone as jacked as the rock is breaking into homes in Dungannon and stealing ATVs? Well, you never know. I I, I, I'm more the approach of like, okay... Take it. Hopefully insurance will cover it. Bye. <laughs> You're <laughs> not, not going to confront the stranger with a golf club, baseball uh, bat? I don't think so because they might have a bigger bat.
I, I just don't trust my fighting skills. Oh, Would Matthew. you? If I had a bat, yeah. I've thought about what I have in my bedroom that I could swing at somebody. My lamp next to my bed. I should get a baseball bat. But at the end of the day, it's a paper, rock, scissors game. You might have a bat. They might have a gun. This is Canada, man. People aren't breaking into houses with a gun. I would hope not. You're robbing a bank with a gun. They're breaking into your house. They probably got a crowbar. They might have a baseball bat, maybe. Yeah. No, you send your whatever son is the largest, you send them in to fight them. Right. And then hopefully they tire out the suspect. And then you go in there, you knock them over the head. You're the hero. And take credit for it. You take credit yeah. for it. And I mean, you got other kids to replace them. That's a joke. There's this story going around, this woman down at the in the U.S. somewhere, they were having a potluck at her local church. Hey, 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 pot blessing, sir. Right. You can't call it a potluck. No, there's no luck in the world. There's a plan. Pot blessing. It's a pot blessing. That's what I used to always get corrected on that. Some churches <laughs> you'd go to and they'd be like, oh, it's a pot blessing. There is no such thing as luck. So we're now three years into pot legalization. So I think most people at this point somewhat familiar with pot. But do you remember the first time you saw like a baggie of weed? Oh, gosh, probably just in the last five years. I, I ask you specifically <laughs> because you you, you kind of grew up kind of in the church. Your, your dad was a pastor. Well, b between my dad being a pastor and me living out in the boonies out near Belgrave, I didn't see a lot of weed. They didn't have pot? Well, I'm sure people were growing it in the f back fields, but never Maybe. came across it. Maybe. What, what it actually looked like. So it, it makes sense that there's a church in Oklahoma that made this mistake. It was a TikTok video going around. It's since made the news. There's this young lady who is going to a potluck or a pot blessing, and she, she brought her dish, and then she was going to season it. And down in Oklahoma, I can imagine some of the, like, regular, like, I don't know, white people foods, pretty bland. And so this woman, uh, she, she sounds like maybe she comes from Mexico and she's bringing this wonderful looking Mexican soup where she wanted to put fresh cilantro in it. Sounds they awesome. said, you can't bring weed to church. They thought <laughs> that she was bringing weed to church. And she's like, no, it's just cilantro. It's going to make the soup taste good. We were going to play some audio from the video, but it's just her upset. But it's so <laughs> it's, sad. It's not it's worth playing. Like, Really? Like, does cilantro look anything like weed? I mean, it's green. No. It's green, and you can, like, transport it in a little bit. I think she had it in a baggie, which is what kind of sold it as oh, weed. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, you just put your nose in, and you smell it, and pot has a very distinct smell, and so, so does cilantro. We've never seen good food at the potluck. <laughs> we don't season our food here. This is church. We don't recognize good food. We don't put flavor in our food. It's usually just deviled eggs and KFC. At the pot blessing. This is a serious question. Do they call them deviled eggs at the pot blessings? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the confusion here now that I'm thinking of it. It's called a pot luck. Ooh. Pot's right in the word. <laughs> yeah. You said deviled eggs were the big thing at the church oh, pot luck. And it, every now and then this would happen. You'd have a pot luck and everyone always likes to take the easy way out. And so... Everyone would bring deviled eggs. You get 20 trays of deviled eggs. And, and one family would bring KFC. And then there was a fight over the KFC. And it was just like everyone brought the same thing. <laughs> Is that true? Somebody would bring KFC? Yeah, yeah. It was always a big fight. Do you go to church in the Wingham area? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wingham KFC. Oh, Wingham KFC, the food of church. Scottish inventor invented a dog phone. 
basically that a dog can shake this ball and then it calls you at work so it can relieve the dog's anxiety. Which say, sounds super annoying. Cheer your voice and then you're like, hey, it's okay, I'll be home later. And then they call you back four seconds later. Oh, uh, they'd just be calling all the time. Tattle on the cat, you name it. Dogs are needy. But where do you stop, right? But what are you going to offer the dog next? Like doggy internet access? Oh, we don't want them on the internet. Because you know the dog's going to get carried away. Because you you know what dogs do, especially like the young ones that aren't fixed. Going to be going to websites, 1-900-LEG-HUMP, charging $5 a minute. www.pawhub. You you just can't (laughs) trust them. Spanielsgonewild.com. Do you know what a dog's favorite adult actress is? Who? Sasha Greyhound. This story out of beautiful New Brunswick. So there was this girl named Jenny Steves. She died at the age of 15 in 1900. Mother bought a statue, this marble Italian statue of, of a girl, erected this in 1930. Okay, so this, this statue in the cemetery was kind of famous because people thought it was haunted. All the kids were scared by it. And it was always subject to vandalism. And in the 1990s, the head disappeared. Somebody knocked the head off? Somebody took the head. They had a like reward out for the return of the head in the 90s. Holy crap. Nobody brought the head back until recently. <laughs> so surviving members of this family recently saw a Facebook post and the head was sitting right beside the statue. Returned after all these years. Where do you think it went? I don't know. Maybe someone just found it like in the woods or something. Close by, and then like they some thought, teenagers oh. knocked it down, tossed it into the woods. Yeah, and they thought, well, that thing doesn't have a head. I found a head. I should maybe set this here. And the cool part about this is there's a relative of the person who created the original statue is going to restore it to its original condition. Very cool. So cool end of the whole story. How do you restore a head onto a statue? Just like carpenter's glue? Glue. <laughs> Crazy glue. We're going to restore <laughs> it. And by restore it, I mean we're going to Watson's Home Hardware We're grabbing some crazy glue, maybe $12 worth, and we're just going to have at her. Probably all the local kids, though, they probably like the headless statue. It's pretty cool, right? It's probably popular at Halloween. Let's go to the headless statue. You go up behind it and you put your head on it, like your head's on the statue? Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Dreams came true for some motorists on a San Diego interstate on Friday. One of those Brinks trucks, trucks that carry money. Somehow the money bags exited the vehicle. They left a door or window open or something. Money all over the road. All over the highway. Soon all the motorists just started stopping, picking up the money, creating a scene. People were so excited they could not believe what was happening. Here's just a little taste of what was going on. Literally everybody stopped on the freeway to get money off of the freeway. This is literally insane. This is insane. It's just insane. People picking up money. And then next thing you know, the police are uh, wanting people to return the money. Why? Well, it was probably a bank whose money was being transported. That money's insured. It's fine. I mean, give it to a couple people who are they're on the interstate traveling like they might be going to work, maybe uh, visiting family or something. I know Thanksgiving's coming up in America. Those people could use a couple bucks. Bank's going to be fine. All of us would probably justify Taking some of this money. You find, it, no matter how honest you are. It is technically stealing. I would make some mental gymnastics go on in my head that, well, that's probably going to my bank and that's my money anyway. It fell you on know. the ground so it's dirty <laughs> so I should take it home and wash it. I'm helping the environment by picking up this litter. You know, we'd all find a good excuse for picking up the money. 
I think, most of us. Well, you did find an excuse for picking up the money. You oh, found the money. You found, what was it, $200? Yeah, it was in a bread aisle at a grocery store. You worked at the grocery store. I worked store. there. And so I had a couple of different choices. Like, keep in mind, if I ever found a wallet or something, I would totally return it. This no. was straight up cash. Would, yeah, this was cash. Had no idea who it came from. I asked a few people, hey, did you drop this? And, and so I had the choice of either like sort of keeping it or giving it to the front end at the, at the store. But then I thought, well, if I put it there, someone's just going to take it. You know what I mean? So I wanted to protect it in case the person came back. Oh, that is some projection. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that's the way it goes? That's how you would think it would go because you would take it, which is what you did. <laughs> no. It's and, like it's like when people are cheating on their significant other, so that, but they accuse the non-cheating person of cheating. They're like, why are you talking to other people? Are you cheating? It's because they're cheating no. and they're projecting their feelings. You knew you wanted to take it, but you thought no. other people would take it, so you took it. It's not true. I went up to the courtesy desk and said, hey, if someone comes up and says they lost something, send them over to me. That is creepily vague. Because if you just go over the announcements and say, like, uh, somebody lost $200. Free money. Is free you? money. Anyone's going to just come and say, oh, that's my, That's mine. You got to be careful in those situations. So I don't think I did the wrong thing. I held on to it to see if anyone came back for it. I want you to listen to the mental gymnastics Matthew's doing right no. now to justify taking this person's $200. What else would I have done? There was no identification on it. How quickly did you spend it? Was it I, gone that day? I waited at least 48 hours, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And then I, I bought all the lottery tickets. And yeah, law, you didn't uh, win a dime. Not a dime. No, uh, I, I was honest that. with it. But you you found some money. Found a wallet a couple years and ago. And you did the right thing, but I, you regretted it. I, I returned it to the guy. He immediately handed me the cash out of the wallet. Once he saw it was there, he was going to give it to me. I was like, no, buddy, it's, it's fine. It's the right thing to do. I learned he got fired from his job. My, a cousin of mine was his boss at the store he worked at. And my cousin told me that guy got fired for stealing. Oh. So I could have stolen from the stealer. It still would have been wrong. Yeah, you still did the right thing. But it was like a couple hundred bucks cash, too. And it was an American. So I would have, if it was like 200 bucks American, it would have been like, what, $7,000 Canadian? What's oh. the exchange rate now? Should have taken it. Have you ever unintentionally swallowed something? What are you asking me? Well, I'm just asking. My son once swallowed my contact lenses, for example. How did that happen? Well, it was, they were in a cup. I shouldn't have put them in a cup. It was stupid of me. He swallowed it thinking he was drinking some water. <laughs> Drank my eyewear. But his butthole has 20-20 vision now. <laughs> yes, it worked out well. This poor girl, she mistook her AirPods for ibuprofen. <gasps> she was multitasking, had the AirPod in one hand, I guess, and the ibuprofen in the other. That's really bad. Pop that AirPod, which are headphones, if you don't know, into her mouth, swallowed it. I, I guess she made a phone call and you could hear the gurgling in her stomach. Oh, it was still on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so, no. They're expensive. So, I mean, at what point do you check your, your poo? Basically? Oh, no. Like, that, that, that's a lot. No, it doesn't. Lost cause. Is it for you? Those That AirPod, if she's just swallowed one of them, that AirPod is gone forever. I think I'm going to be checking after. Oh, are you that <laughs> cheap? No. You're going to scour in, your poo? At least in for this. For electronics, dude? Well, yeah. You're going to soak that bad boy. No amount of rice or disinfectant will get the nasty off that AirPod. I want a full stereo sound. I'm not throwing one ear pod in my one ear. I'm, I'm checking my... 
excrement. And the reason here, in this case, if it's still got a charge, you can just play some music. So every time you take a crap, play oh, a, no. play like some loud song. Some Brantley Gilbert's playing. Yeah, crank it up, and then you know if it's in the, the feces. At least you know which ones to check. Sweetie, do you hear Pretty Good at Drinking Beer? That's a song I'm playing. It's coming through my poo. <laughs> Talk about poo tooth. <laughs> it's not a good joke. Don't laugh at That's that joke. Bad. Poo tooth. Oh, oh, your cheapness knows no bounds, and it disgusts me. This guy in Germany, he's under investigation because he drove himself to the driving test. So he drove himself to the place where you need the license to drive yourself. Put the cart before the horse. The funny thing is, is he drove right up next to the examiner. Drove up and said, hey, I'm here for my test. No, we're calling the police. It's up for all these charges. Now. Dude, you broke the law. What the? <laughs> but he was like, well, I needed to get here to get my license. He's it's, not wrong. I mean, true. I may be blaming parents for this because we were always told to tell our kids to the whole fake it till you make it. Faking it till I made it. Did he say that? That could be the fault here. You're putting words into this German guy's mouth. Yeah, but maybe... Stop doing that. Maybe his parents told him that. Stop German speaking for him. I know what it's like to fail a test. I failed my G1. uh, I failed it twice, got it on the third try. G2 failed, uh, yeah, same thing, twice, and got, got it on the third try. And then it took me two tries for my full G. Holy crap. Here's a little secret. If you got to get your license here in Ontario... So I got my full G during a really severe ice storm. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought it would suck to drive during an ice storm. It was actually great because you get to go like 40 the whole it's like doing your driving test in slow motion. So if you're going to get your full license, go during a bad weather storm. And if you want a bad weather storm, no place better than Huron Yeah, County. look at the long range. See if there's going to be any snow squalls and book that date in. <laughs> book your appointment for the <laughs> snow squall day. Well, Chapman's ice cream, you would think we could all agree on ice cream, but apparently a lot of anti-vaccine groups have been protesting them and sending threats to them. I think because like they required some tests to work there. They want to make sure the workplace is safe for they've the been, workers. Yeah, they've been pretty stringent on the vaccine mandate. If you want to work at Chapman's, that's prompted some anti-vaxxers to say, hey, no more Chapman's ice cream. But maybe Chapman's could kind of win some of these people over with some special ice creams. There's an, they're an ice cream company. They can yeah. do whatever flavors they want. You can come up with a whole bunch of flavors that appeal to that whole demographic. Like the Freedom French Vanilla. There you go. Yeah. There you, I have rights. Raspberry. Mm-mm. A butterscotch medical exemption. Ooh. Might be a good one. My body, my chocolate chip. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, seriously. Or my body, my chocolate mint. Either way, would yeah. either one would work good. I think I'd go for the mint. Please don't write us letters. News that broke yesterday. Wyerton Willie has died. And apparently he didn't die recently. No, apparently he died of a tooth issue. A tooth abscess prior to last year's prognostication. And they've hid this from us until now. We just learned he died. And so people were suspecting last year when they released this video and they just used a hat instead of a groundhog last year. Yeah, we didn't see the groundhog in this pre-taped video. They dropped a hat and said, oh, I guess the hat didn't see its shadow. Or something like that. And then so everyone was thinking, what, is he dead? And no one said anything. Uh, Well, I assumed it was just pandemic related. They didn't want to get the groundhog involved with the pandemic. I didn't know. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
but apparently he's been dead the whole time. They can't find a white one now, and they're going with a brown one this year. Yeah, there's going to be an in-person event this year, February 2nd. When I say this year, I mean this coming February. <laughs> it's going to be a brown groundhog. <laughs> well, Wyerton's handled this stuff so badly over the years. Remember, the, the, <laughs> 1999, they brought out a dead groundhog. Yeah, you mentioned that. In front of the whole crowd. People were gasping. They brought him out and he wasn't alive. Wasn't alive. And then in 2003, they covered up a double murder that was committed. There was the one groundhog killed the other two understudy groundhogs. (laughs) (laughs) They're not good at uh, handling their publicity. And then current one's been dead for a year. And now we're hearing this. Come on. You got to be more open and honest about your groundhogs. To be fair... It's tough to find white groundhogs. Apparently, these things are pretty rare. Yeah, really rare. We have some ideas, Wyerton. The white one, you almost have to have. It's in your branding. There are hotels and restaurants with white groundhog on them. People can't just change their signs. You can't just change everything right now. We have some ideas of how to get a white one. One idea, maybe you catch one of those white squirrels in Exeter, right? They're all over the place. Fatten it up. You feed it KFC for a month, get it nice and fat. They're not going to be able to tell. Maybe you lay out some groundhog food. But if you want to attract the white groundhogs, just don't season the food with salt or pepper. White groundhogs hate seasoning. (laughs) Or similarly, take a ghetto blaster out to the field where the groundhogs live. Blast Ted Nugent or air supply, something like that. White groundhogs love air supply. They love it. Give a regular groundhog a Culbert's cream puff. It'll just get white sugar all over. You can't tell the difference. You had another idea that was pretty strong. Which one was that? The animatronics? Just use an animatronic. Sooner or later, the animal rights people are going to be all over you for this anyway. You might as well just move on to a robot. You find a Chuck E. Cheese that's going out of business. Yeah. You spray paint their big rat white. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, Chuck E. Wyerton Willie didn't see his shadow this year. I think the kids would like it better. And now he's going to sing a song. Sad story about this grandmother. Just wanted to buy her grandchild something nice for Christmas. Went on the Walmart website, bought this dancing cactus toy. It sings songs in several languages, one of them Polish. Play the song, Matthew. It's kind of a cute song. So the the cactus dances along. And and the kids have (laughs) lots. Weird song. And the kids have lots of fun learning about taking cocaine and a couple swear words in there too. So this grandma Anya Tanner, old Polish lady, she was testing out all the languages on this cactus, heard the Polish song and she realized it was a very unsavory song. It's about taking five grams of cocaine and being alone. Um, Something about he doesn't care, he lost the house already, there's nothing to live for. Very depressing song. (laughs) (laughs) This poor grandmother, she thought she was buying an educational toy. It it teaches kids great things. Oh, it teaches them some things, all right. Teaches them some things and some stuff. (laughs) And that's why Matt and I and everybody at Country 104.9, big proponents of shopping local. Fincher's in Goderich, they're not going to sell you a toy about doing cocaine. No. Everything is wholesome there. There was this guy... Walked into a Chinese buffet, all-you-can-eat place. Ate so much that the owner of the buffet kicked him out. So you you can't eat that much. 3.3 pounds of pork trotters. 
8.8 pounds of prawns. So now he's calling the restaurant discriminatory. He said, is it my fault that I can eat so much? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Eating him out of all his money. The Hussey family guilty of this as well. You said your family growing up used to go to restaurants where kids eat free. It would say right on the sign. You, If you drove by one of those restaurants that said kids eat free and you have nine kids, you're going in. And there's a reason those restaurants don't exist anymore. <laughs> it's because the Hussey family exists. I think we were banned from a few of them. You put those companies out of business. So Ontario's top doctor, Dr. Kieran Moore, Chief Medical Officer of Health, he has some recommendations for the holidays just to be safe, to try to mitigate, slow down the spread of the COVIDs. Okay, let's hear them because a lot of people starting this weekend, maybe. All right, so the number one thing, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you have your first two shots and you can get your third, go get your third. Number one thing. He recommends uh, set indoor settings be well ventilated. Try not to exceed 25 people. Crank the heat, open some, the windows. Some fans. All right, this is where it kind of loses me a little bit. Gatherings be held outdoors if possible. <laughs> it's Canada. December now, 25th in Canada. Typically not good outdoor weather. Typically not good outdoor weather. Mommy, I can't feel my hands to open the presents. <laughs> Mommy, the turkey hurt my teeth because it's frozen. Eat your cold mashed potatoes. Be quiet or we're going back to Bruce Field. My Kool-Aid is frozen. <laughs> so is my coffee, but I'm not complaining. Grandma's not moving. If you can have it outdoors, then yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't know if there's a way to I, do that in the cold. I think what he means is like an outdoor activity. So there's not prolonged periods inside. That's what my family's doing. We're going out doing some tobogganing, breaking up the day a bit. There you go. Yeah. Go do some tobogganing. And then if you can, eat the turkey outdoors. You can eat outside if you want to. Sure. Have fun with that. It's always nice when you can find an environmentally friendly substitute to a product you like, like your shoes. Shoes. There's this shoe called the Johnny Shoe, and it has apple seeds built into it. Oh, like Johnny Appleseed. Like Johnny Appleseed. So you buy these shoes. Apparently, all the materials, after a while, they'll break down. I mean, even shoes, the shoes you're wearing now, they're going to break down at some point, right? But these shoes, you bury them in a field. <laughs> it's encouraged you bury them. Then as the sole breaks down, there's seeds inside, specifically apple seeds. Well, I get pretty attached to my shoes, so it seems almost fitting having a bit of a funeral service for them. You have your funeral service, and then a few yeah. years later, boom. Hey, that's where we planted the shoes. Now we got apples. Is the apple going to taste like shoe? Uh, yeah, probably. It tastes like sweaty foot. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Here's my worry, though. Something I never really thought about. Something you brought up just a second ago. Cheerios. Many, many years ago, I think this was 2017. Yeah. They had a, another environmentally friendly initiative because their mascot is the bee, Honey Nut Cheerios. They have the bee. So they were trying to be bee friendly. Yeah. And they were giving out these seed packs for people to to scatter around their gardens and yards and stuff. A lot of people saying, oh, these are invasive species, some of these. <laughs> so I hope they've thought this through. <laughs> Who knows what will grow some out of the shoe? Kind of weird invasive apple like, tree. Well, what kind of, do I get to pick the variety of apple? I don't think so. Oh, well, I want the Honeycrisp shoe. No, you will have the Granny Smith and you will be happy with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Dartmouth, yeah, Dartmouth. Oh, I got it right that time. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. It's spelled Dartmouth. Yeah. They've brought back a old, older tradition. They haven't had this in the mall there for 15 years, and they brought it back. Woody the Talking Christmas Tree. So it, imagine a really tall Christmas tree, like two stories high, with Thomas the Tank Engine's face in it. 
Not the train, just the face. I find these things kind of creepy. Like even the Thomas the Tank Engine, I find creepy because I always thought it was a person trapped inside of a train. It looks like it because the cheeks are so puffy. Yeah. It looks like they're stuffed inside there. It's like, Mommy, there's someone trapped in the train. The train is talking to me, Mom. But like, why would a Christmas tree have a face? It just like says Merry Christmas to people passing by. <laughs> Caught the attention of Jimmy Fallon. He did a little bit on it the other day. Saying this is terrifying, and I, I think it is a little bit terrifying. He equated it to Squid Games, but he reminded you of something <laughs> you saw in Huron County as a young man. Yeah, I thought the future had arrived when the local A and P, you know, where Food Basics is in Godrich here, used to be an A and P. Used to be an A and P, and I remember walking out of the store, and the Coke machine talked to me. What did it say? Were you on drugs? It would just talk. And then when you put money in it, it would it would talk and send you messages. But you have to imagine in the 80s, electronics didn't talk back to you. Was it like a robot voice? Like, thank you for buying Coke. Well, I have a recording of it. I can't believe I found a recording of it. I'm a talking vending machine for Coca-Cola. Make your selection, please. Thank you for using the talking vendor. Come again. You thought that was the future? Well, I just couldn't believe that it could talk to me. I thought it was actually talking, having a conversation with me as a kid. People in the 80s were dumb. (laughs) You thought thought a talking Coke machine was like, oh, the future is now. We can't possibly improve on technology. Well, I don't think you understand. You grew up with talking machines. I didn't. And all of a sudden, the talking machine talks to you. You're just blown away by such a thing. I'm, I'm wondering if anyone else remembers this talking Coke machine. The talking Coke machine at the AMP in Goddard. If you do and you thought the future was now, you and Matt were also on drugs. So I've always thought it would be so much fun to go to a traditional Indian wedding. The marching band sometimes, fireworks, loud music. It looks like a real party parade down the street. Have you ever seen these shots? Yeah, Lebanese people do it too. It looks like so much fun. It's really annoying. It's (laughs) it's loud too. It's it's, really loud. Yeah. It's fun for the people, but not for the chickens. So explain to me what (laughs) happens here because there is this Indian wedding. There's a procession down down the street, apparently loud music. They were being kind of ruckus. They were celebrating. They were walking by this chicken farm. Yeah, a farmer runs out and says, stop the ear-splitting noise. Apparently, 63 chickens on his farm just went into cardiac arrest they just have heart attacks and die they just had a heart attack because the music's too loud i guess so now were they playing garth brooks do do they just not like that album do they prefer chris Gaines? well it sounds like it's more of a marching band a brass band and they were too loud the chickens don't like it the chickens have kind of a certain rhythm and sudden excitement just kind of throws off their biological clock and they die I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I hope a chicken farmer maybe can confirm this with us. I didn't know they were that sensitive. Yeah, 519-612-1049. <laughs> Have you ever had a chicken die after a sudden loud noise in your chicken barn? Well, this was concerning me because I've done a lot of weddings on farms, and sometimes I got my music pretty loud. I hope I haven't killed Jenny chickens. And the chickens are like, Luke Holmes! Oh, and they also, I know that some farmers have Country 104.9 on in their barns. Yeah, so you want to keep us at a reasonable <laughs> volume in the barn. You have chickens around, reasonable volume. Cows like it loud, though. You have cows, jack it up. Oh, they love it. There's one intersection in Huron County I just hate going through. It's that corner of County Road 4 and 25 in Blythe. Yeah, Blythe Road and the highway, yeah. It just feels like it takes twice as long to cross the road. You stop there, you think you have time, you start heading out onto the road, and the next thing you know, there's like some big truck coming over the hill 
from Blythe. No, Grandpa's having trouble getting through the intersection, kids. Well, there's been so many accidents there over the years, so there's been petitions to try and get some traffic lights there or maybe even a roundabout. A lot of people were pushing for a roundabout. It sounds like they're going to get a traffic light. Very cool. So this is exciting for Blyeth. And I'm from the city, so I didn't realize that there's certain criteria for Matt to consider a town a town. Well, it used to be back in the olden times, if you had a general store, a church, and a feed mill, you were considered a town. What do you mean the olden times? You were born in the 70s. (laughs) We got enough buildings now to slap a name on the town. Throw a sign outside the city limits and we'll be good to go. But nowadays, it seems you're only a real town if you have a Tim Hortons, a brewery, and a traffic light. <laughs> Blythe, has, Blythe will soon have all of those Blythe things. Blythe has Cowbell. They finally got a Tim Hortons. And now they're going to have a traffic light so they can join other bigger real towns. Like, like Seaforth. Like Seaforth and Clinton. <laughs> uh, Lucknow. Yeah, uh, they're they're being left behind here, right? Yeah, luck, no, no street light. Well, they finally got a Tim Hortons. I don't think they have a brewery. Does drunk people count as a brewery? Yes. If there's enough of them, yes. Okay. And they have music in the field, so totally counts. Okay. You're almost there, luck, no. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.